Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between rural and urban America. I think it's official. No, Columbus Day is officially the 12th, right, Jay? I, You know what? I listened to you all's whole conversation this morning on Across the Pond. I don't know. More importantly, I don't think I care. (laughs) (laughs) I do because I want to. It's the man march and it stands for courage and spirit and willing to take a chance and make a difference for mankind, Andrew Henderson. No, that was great. I agree with you for a change. Andrew just now figured out in 2022 that there's a political football involving Christopher Columbus Day, Jay. Uh, Oh, I get it. I listen. I uh, one one of the funny things was when I sorry for oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. Sorry for not being an American for the last fifty eight years of my life. <laughs> I apologize. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, no, that's yeah. fair. See, so I uh, it was funny what I didn't realize there was really a serious controversy about it until I moved to Puerto Rico. Oh. When I moved to Puerto Rico. I start seeing all these signs up and down the road, like a week ahead of time for indigenous people's day. And, <laughs> and I, and I kind of was trying to think to myself the whole time, right? Well, wait a minute. Couldn't you do that? Like any other day, but today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in all fairness, isn't every day. Okay. Except for yeah. this one. Yeah. Hey, yeah. And it's that's, even, a good one. that's a really good one. That's, it, that's what I. That's what struck me about it. I was like, I was listening to some of these um, uh, Democrat cabal um, uh, politicians, and I'm thinking, what are they talking about? It's completely the opposite meaning. But anyway, right? Yeah. Well, Puerto Rico. It's even more interesting, Jay, because that's where the old feller landed. He didn't land right. at Plymouth Rock. He landed right. somewhere in the Caribbean. And and where do you think? I want to ask you two a question because I know the answer to this, but I don't. Do you know? Do you know where he was born? Well, there's a little question about that, actually. Hmm? <laughs> well, there is. It's it's a bit like the whole thing, isn't it? I've yeah. actually been to where it says he was born very recently, actually. So, and, um, no, yeah. I was just going to say it's kind of funny that uh, Columbus named a bunch of cities here. Um, in in this hemisphere, right when he came here, yeah, yeah, none of them are Italian names, right? They're all Portuguese and Spanish yeah. town names, and so, yeah, but he wasn't he wasn't he was an explorer from the city that I think he well, I think it's well known where he grew up, but I think he was an explorer from that city, and it's a major port today, so it's not surprising that he will have named places that he'd been to. Yeah, do you not think? Yeah, I think that's right. Anyway, I, I, uh, I, I, I have to say, uh, and I'm one of those people that that wears my, uh, my American uh, native Choctaw heritage proudly. Right, it's something that we're proud of in our family. Uh, I understand the good and the bad of my history uh, on both sides of that history. Et cetera, et cetera. I just don't really don't see the the whole 
this whole thing just seems silly to me. I'll just, I'm completely honest. It seems silly. Number one, Columbus really didn't discover uh, North America. He discovered no. the Caribbean. Um, Magellan really was the first one that really kind of broke ground um, uh, here. And so, I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> I mean, you're right. Whole, you're right. I, I do understand. And I, I think Trent pointed it out this morning on you guys's deal. Um, yeah. Or one of you did. Maybe you did, Andrew. But the idea of being able to honor the contribution that Italian Americans had made when they came to this country, they were they were put upon to like a lot of uh, immigrant classes are when they first begin uh, to kind of make their way. And the same as the Irish were at one point, the same as Hispanics were at one point and and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. We can go through all the different classes. Um but with that said, I, I mean, I think if they, if we want to have a day to celebrate uh, what is recognized as an Italian explorer who did something truly unique at the time, um, who wasn't the first person to cross the Atlantic, that's pretty much scientific fact now today. We know that Vikings yeah. crossed the Atlantic. Uh, but Christopher Columbus did it in a way that recorded the trip uh, and allowed others to follow. That's a cool thing. Good for him, right? Great. Next. I mean, really, seriously, kind of next. Let's. Um, I, no, you're right. You're right. I'm, I, I am. You have a day. You seem to have a day for every day. Um, the amount of, if, I, if I remembered every day that Trent told me was a, a special day, you know, your Harvest Moon Day, Columbus Day, you have a day for everything. I mean, there'll be. Biden's ice cream day in 20 years time. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, uh, it, it, I, I, I got to object there a little bit. We do, <laughs> we, we do have, well, I object in a big way to the ice cream day, but uh, there's a difference between a harvest moon day and Columbus day. The, 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 yeah, that's apples and oranges. Day, isn't it? It's about one day, isn't it? It's one, one's on the 10th and one's on, uh, on the first. No, 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 right. no. Columbus day is a federal holiday. Okay. And Harvest Moon, it, um, you have a Harvest Moon. That's not an American thing. That's a, the they name. They have a Harvest Moon Day. That's the name of the moon that is a full moon in September during harvest time. Hunter's Moon, every moon is named for a purpose, but that's not a, a designated holiday. They're two different things. All right. Yeah. But you do have a lot of days, mate. You have yeah, to, we do. You have to admit that. You have these days that you keep bringing out of your, you know, Veterans Day. Uh, what's the other one? There's um, Memorial there's Day. There's two for the military, isn't there? There's Memorial, Memorial Day. Day. There's Flag Day. Um, what day? We have Flag, a flag day. day. Yeah. Yeah. You have days. Get over. Get over <laughs> your. Get over yourself, um, Andrew. <laughs> You're just jealous because you don't get like 15 days off during the year. No. You know, one day we don't have Jay. No. What? We don't have King of England Day. No, we don't no. have the King of England. No. Well, kind of. And we I hope we don't. I, by the way, I agree with you. I hope we don't have one. <laughs> In fact, judging from what I'm seeing on social media at the moment, we might well not have one um, because it's becoming very interesting about the his relationship with a man that you probably don't know about called Jimmy Savile, who ends up, it's now being revealed, was not only his confidant and best friend, but he was also paid um, by Prince Charles um, to do various things for him, including negotiate the, vo- the divorce of his former wife. 
this man isn't just a paedophile. He's worse, a lot worse. This man that's a so-called best friend of our queen was into the most depraved things you could ever imagine, not least visiting morgues and opening up coffins with dead no, people no, in no, them. No, 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 no. You need to just stop the description at that point. I know, I'm going to. Wow. I. So, you know what? Um, I, hire, uh, I hire lawyers from time to time to do things for me. And I don't really ask them, but I do try to avoid ones that I believe to be pedophiles. And people that go into morgues and do weird things should also mm. trip a trigger somewhere in Europe. No, yeah. I, I got a different trigger I'd like to trip on those people. Go, go ahead. Oh, well, no, but I mean, yeah. I, have, I have that trigger too. Yeah. And I mean, I have it with me, right? But, um, yeah. The, uh, I don't know. I, I have, I have actually tracked some of this conversation just a little bit, but I didn't really understand the history behind the guy. I mean, I just thought somehow or another, he's, he's what I saw was more polite descriptions of him, right? That he's just a really unsavory character. So, well, and, worse and, than that, he was, he was, he was, he was he, well, let me just explain what he was. So he's Hunter Biden. <laughs> You, you, you no, 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 I know, no, 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 I think you oh. guys need to know this. Because okay, this is, uh, you this can is... tell me, but you're going to have to tell me in about a minute or two because okay. we're out of time. Jay Truett, Andrew Henderson, Trent Luce, roll out the day after Columbus Day celebration. We'll be back with more <laughs> after this. And now we talk about immune health. We talk about health in general. The world's authority on nitric oxide production, Dr. Nathan Bryan, explains... We've got about 14 COVID clinics around the U.S. where we have a, a nitric oxide drug trial going on. I'm exposed to COVID probably every day. You know, pre-COVID, we as humans are exposed to viruses and bacteria every day of our life. That's just the world we live in. Some people get sick, some people don't. Why do some people get sick and why do others not? It all boils down to their ability to generate nitric oxide and to have certain things replete in their body like vitamin D, zinc, vitamin C, selenium. If you're nutrient deficient, you're going to get sick. If you can't make nitric oxide, you're going to get sick. If you do all these things, you can be exposed to, to COVID or any other virus, and your immune system nips it in the bud, and you don't get sick from it. It's really that simple. We're going to change this ordering process up to make it simpler. Go to loosetailsmedia.com. Loosetailsmedia.com. There will be an order mechanism there, and if you want more of the science, I'll get that to you from Dr. Nathan Bryan. Loosetailsmedia.com. It's N-O-2-U. The, the product's the same. The place you get it is different. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Loose alongside Jay Truett, Andrew Henderson. And before Andrew tells us this story, I'm just going to say, Andrew, I think you need a, a sabbatical from social media. <laughs> well, because it doesn't agree with what you're telling me. No, I just think you need a I need a break. Why? You just need a break. I had a break well, this week. You think Kevin fantastic. Jenkins is wrong? Do you think? Uh, uh, I, I think who's the other guy that you that you became very good friends with? The other um, Cash Patel. Do you think he's uh, he's the devil as well? Is he a devil? Cash? No, I don't think well. so. Well, he's aligned to President Trump. Very much so. But anyway, carry on. Um, no, you were going to tell us a story. I'm waiting for the story about this unsavory character. Well, are we online now? 
Are we on? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you the, uh, the the story. So, um, this guy Jimmy Savile became the. He was a DJ on a on a on top of the pops, which is the number one. Um, Yep. Watch program in the UK every week to see who was had the number one record, and he was accused many times while he did that by people who were guests on the in the audience of unsavoury things that he was doing with his hands to young women and men, but nobody ever was able to convict him of anything. Then the next thing that happened was he got his own show, and this show was called. Um, Jim will fix it for me. And this is where people write, write in and say that they want to meet the Queen or they want to meet with a famous footballer or a famous TV presenter or a famous film star. And he would fix it. And he became Mr. Fix-It Man. Literally, this man had hundreds of thousands of children writing to him to live out their, their dreams for their future. And his show was based on delivering these dreams. And they'd go and visit him and it'd all be on TV. Now, what happened during this time, he became a very, very good friend of the heir to our throne because he, the other thing that he did, which was known from everyone, was that he did hundreds, not a few, hundreds of marathons where he raised money so-called for charity. So he became this, this figure that everybody really knew was quite creepy, but he was so-called earning all this money for charity, and he became the confidant of the, the future king of England. Now, when he died, all of a sudden, out of the woodwork came not a few, but hundreds of people, young people, that had said they'd been molested, more than molested by this man, and then it came out that a lot, a lot of this was true, and what's worse is that he was having access to hospitals, mortuaries, all sorts of things, and that he did terrible things as a human being. This man was the best friend of our, one of the best friends of our future king. How could he possibly not have known this? And it's transpired that the BBC knew, but they suppressed it. And it's all known. Now, this comes back to where we are today with what I'm going to think is the big subject today. There's a lady called Tulsi Gabbard who's just left the Democrat Party. And she's laid out exactly why she's left the Democrat Party on social media, I might add, Trent, less than 35 minutes. I think it was about 40 minutes ago, and I've just listened to it. And she literally says exactly who the cabal are and what they do. And she's left the Democrat Party based on what she thinks they stand for. And it's exactly what Jimmy Savile stood for. Well, so, first, let me, I mean, let me, uh, I don't know that I, I uh, have need or uh, there's any reason for me to comment on the other, this other gentleman other than what I already did, right? Um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, I do think it calls into, I do think part of this calls into question what we have seen traveling in the, uh, in the, in the world of elites and this whole good for uh, the, not for me, um, uh, application of laws 
because uh, sure. clearly a lot of that stuff is violation of of uh, any country and and most international law even right yeah. and so it, it's it's just bizarre to me that we continue to we continue to have these episodes and really not a lot seems to happen about it um the royal family yeah. now has got caught up in a couple of those um yeah. the whole um you know the whole deal over Epstein and and who his friends were. Uh, you know and, that you know that Epstein had, had those pictures now that have gone online and they're not they're not photoshopped of Epstein and uh, and and Ghislaine Maxwell at Balmoral sat in exactly the same place that the Queen yeah. sat. Have you seen those? Yeah. Have you now? When we say that this has got to be rooted, that I believe it has because I even, I think Trent agrees with me on this. But if we look at what happened with, with uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, she's been sentenced to a long time in jail. And all she did was facilitate these people having access to young children, right? But not one person, either this side of the Atlantic or your side of the Atlantic, in a position of power said, I'm on a minute, who were the people that she was facilitating? Yeah. And that tells you everything you need to know. Well, that actually, everything. so to be to be fair, there are like about three members of Congress who have asked for okay. that list. Yeah. Um, and they want to see that list. They want that information declassified. They want that court to re- to uh, release its findings. Um, and they want to begin prosecutions. Jim Jordan being one of those people who has and Matt Gates have both openly asked for those uh those yeah. particular filings. I think also, though, you mentioned Tulsi Gabbard, who yeah. uh, is one of those kind of free spirit um, uh, people in the in our political conversation today. Who I I actually like Tulsi uh, a great deal. At just kind of a little bit at a personal level, she's a really nice person to sit down and talk to. She is one of the more uh, congenial. Um, re- seems to be self reflective kind of uh, um, individuals that you'll run into in Washington, D.C. I don't um, she still voted with the Democrat bloc a lot when I was having to approach her on on issues. But uh, I do understand. Jay, that she's got a lot Jay, you want to so, see what she's just said? It's explosive. Yeah, it's no, absolutely I, yeah. Explosive. and I think I don't think Noel, I don't think it surprises anyone in the United States that she did that. She's been she's been the lone wolf breaking away from the Democrat party now for about four years. But so, but my point, my point being still with, still with all of that. And like people, she is one of those people that has asked for that list to be released. That's why I bring I her name back up. Right. Okay. Okay. And uh, that was when she was a member of Congress that was trying to figure out what to do. Now she's, she's kind of just living in a different world, but I, I, I'm just kind of baffled that um, we never really seem to want to have the conversation either about um, the fact that there's not mass demand for that. Um, it's really is kind of a small circle of people that are even in the, in the populace that, that really want to see that information out. Everybody else just kind of wants to cover it up and go on. And mm-hmm. if you look there, they've done polling in the United States on that exact subject matter and just like 
the incident in the city of New York City a couple of days ago where a man was run over by a truck and he got pickpocketed and a bunch of people stood there and cheered the man on who committed the crime. I'm not for sure what it says about society versus the person that actually did it. Yeah. And it's actually, no, no, Jay, it's no different than the conversation we had last week about demanding accountability on the overzealous spending. The citizens who pay the tax bill should not stop yabbering as loud as possible that we've got to get this spending under control. We should be at the top of our lungs shouting that we we need a, a due process to be for those people who are still in prison on January the 6th. We're the same sure. situation here. We've got a lady who's been convicted of crimes against kids, and the people who actually committed the crimes are not being held accountable. Exactly. It, it comes back to the same thing. We have to get loud, but we also have to say we've completed our first half of the journey. It's Roll Route. Jay Truett, Trent Luce, Andrew Henderson. We'll be back with the second half after this. Well, it was nice to be back in Lignite Coal Country. I just want to remind everybody that Lignite provides the reliable, affordable source of electricity. We've had so much demonization. I get into conversations yesterday at the Man March. I got in conversations with people about CO2 pipelines, and and we just automatically have been conditioned to think about CO2 as a toxic pollutant when, in fact, it's plant food. And I'm more concerned about the amount of particulate matter that's been removed from the environment than I am about what the coal plants are doing. At the end of the day, let's focus on what it really does. It captures energy from coal to generate electricity. It's that simple. And when we come up with the slogan, life powered by coal, it's spot on. Lignite.com for more spot on information. Welcome back. Trent Luce alongside Andrew Henderson coming to us from the UK. Jay Truett from that other country called Missouri. <laughs> Where this morning a strange phenomenon has occurred. Uh, unknown particles are falling from the sky and hitting the ground. Feels like water. We're not for sure. It's been a couple months since we've seen it. So we're not for sure. But everywhere we're out running around. My dog went out this morning before I uh, uh, I got up early, comes in all muddy, and I thought, what the heck, he's been in the pond. But no, he'd just been out in the garden. So. You know, if you have a, a drought during the growing season, what you want most is rain during harvest so that it limits your ability to get the harvest out of what you have. No, precisely, <laughs> right? Yeah, why not? Yeah. It's like adding insult to injury. Yeah, exactly. Point, right? You're short yeah. and you're fat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know. Well, I, I tell you what they're saying here about the drought that we've had and the, the warm weather. We had three days warm weather, by the way. They're telling us, and I mean this, this is not a joke, they're telling us in the UK that um, the drought that we've got over here in the hot weather has increased the mortality rate in the UK by 20% above the five-year average. There you go. That's a good one, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I wanted to write... Tomato plants? Do you know <laughs> I, I wanted to write to the government, because we're not short of water or anything, but I wanted to write to the government and ask how the heck Africa, Spain, <laughs> Italy, 
Why have they still got people living there? Because they should all be dead if that's the case. It's just absolutely... You can't... I'm sorry, I'm laughing so hard that I can't even speak. Seriously, that because it got dry, people die? We have got a 20% increase in the five-year average death rate, and they're trying to tell us it's because of the hot weather. And what's worse is the the majority believe them. Well, but I mean, so listen, I will tell you this. I think it was in 1982, no, 83, something like that, when I showed up in England, which was one at the time – I got there in like June or July, late June, early July, and it was the hottest summer on record at that point. It was, right? 83. We hit, we hit 100 in London at Heathrow Airport. Yeah. You know what you call uh, 100 in um, parts, big chunks of the uh, uh, southern part of the in Midwest uh, in July? No. You call no. that Tuesday. <laughs> I, I mean, I thought you were going to. I, I thought you were going to name it a day and no, make no, happy, but you did like, it. Okay, you did it. You did we it. You we, did it. we got we got over there, and we're just loving this weather, right? And yeah. everywhere we go, no one could talk about anything except for the weather. Oh so, no! I mean, it was like, holy cow! How could it be so hot? Everybody yeah, is dying. Yeah. And it cools down to Do you know what's really funny? And it was I, I want to add to this before Trump comes in. And yet, all British people want to do in the summer is go somewhere hot. That's what we all aspire to do. This is nonsense beyond nonsense. Anyway. Yeah. What's the average rainfall in the UK? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. It's about average. I'm going to say it's 50 inches, but it's anyway from from 35 to 70, depending on where you are. Where I remember where I lived in East Anglia, outside of Cambridge, yeah. right? Is it was like 42, 44 inches, something like that. Yeah, and that would be average. But if you're yeah. in if you're in the uh, um, in the Lake District or on the Welsh Mountains or right. in the more. Scottish Highlands, you'd be near, you know, you'd be 70. Yeah. But if you're in the if you're in um, um, some of the the uh, the east coast is very dry. Yeah, you know, so it depends on where you are. Yeah, really. there you go. Well, that that that's relevant when you talk about a drought because you know I grew up in Illinois, and that's a forty-two to forty-five inch territory, and a drought's thirty-five inches. Right. Um, in Nebraska, where I live, 22 is a wet year. I mean, if you right. get 22 inches, it's like, oh, wow, this is a big year for water. Right. Trent, I think the other thing is, if you don't mind me saying so, you seem to have um, a weather pattern that's slightly different in America. And what I mean by this is that you have long spells of dry periods, then a rain, and then, do you understand what I'm saying? With, with our 40 inches, it happens 20. It's, it's, it's normally, there's no, a drought is a week. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not the same as in the U.S. where you might have 25 inches in Nebraska, but you probably get it at like four different rainfalls, don't you? It's not like yeah. our weather forecast, well, is it? Then you go to Hank Vogler's territory, and he's uh, if he gets six inches a year, he thinks he had a fantastic year. Yeah. Wow. 
Wow. I was, yeah, I was born in one of those parts of the country in West Texas where if you get 10 inches, you feel like you've had a big Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Might be a garden so, spot. But <laughs> again, to Andrew, but to Andrew's point, when I lived, <laughs> it is a little bit not. Um, when you go to Puerto Rico, it rains yeah. every morning at 10 15, right? And so if it doesn't rain at 10 15, the whole day seems off. Something seems wrong. And so mm. it literally. That's right. That's very like Thailand, you know. Yeah. We've been to Thailand twice. Thailand is beautifully hot all day until six o'clock. Between six and seven o'clock, it, the heavens open and then it's nice for the rest of the day. It's a real weird and it yeah. rain. It doesn't rain. It's sheets of water. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. Any of that has to any of Puerto Rico or Thailand, either one have to do with rural route, but or yeah. uh, <laughs> rural and urban America interface. But it's interesting. Well, actually, um, I would argue that we need to be more aware of the fact that the weather is the weather and it changes worldwide. And it's how we make the most of those changes going forward to. Um, Make sure that we feed our local people and our and our planet. Really, that's going to be yeah. the you know our yeah. government's invest, investing but, a lot of money in the moment in horticulture. It's nonsense. They're looking yeah. at these, you know. No, Andrew. Though, let's be honest. What started this whole conversation was some idiot in in the United Kingdom said that people were dying because the temperature was in the eighties and it hadn't rained yeah, in no. days. No, no. I mean, no. seriously. We we have like, and I mean, the real point of that is, is that, I, I mean, the absurdity even of the conversation kind of escapes what should be oh, common sense. And that, that goes back to my point about Windows and what Trent was talking about. I mean, when does society just like catch up with the fact that we're, we're all being bunked on yeah. so many fronts, I, I, it's not even funny. I got another I mean, look at what happened to the guy. Yeah, I got, sorry, I got sorry, another sorry. example of that because I'm still in the uh, Beck Studios today, uh-huh. and th- they have a feed coming in here. And I walked past a TV station or walked past a monitor with a feed coming in, and it was a news blurb about an animal cruelty case heard in front of the Supreme Court. And this is a big deal. This, this is something that we have argued, and I've been involved with directly. It's California Prop 12. But what really irritated me, what caught my attention was it was listed as animal cruelty case. Prop 12 is not about animal cruelty. Prop 12 is about how how much housing space an animal needs. And there is nothing that the man does that contributes to animal cruelty parallel to what Mother Nature does. And yet it's, it's, it speaks to what you just said, Jay. How long will people take this belly full? And the story ended up saying, and if this case doesn't go right, your bacon could cost more. Oh, really? No, your bacon's going to go away. And my stance from day one when Prop 12 came out, I said it's time for California to starve. Let them go hungry and let them get what they ask for. And if we, until yeah. we get to that point, they're going to continue to nitpick us until we are no longer in business producing food. And that's the whole agenda. That's the whole agenda. That's the point I'm trying to make. They're talking about, you know, not even using the soil to grow things. It's absurd. They've got no nutrition in them. And I, I think that um, that is the agenda. The agenda is to, is to stop the production of food. Um, I, Kent, you talked about 
me not going on social media. I, I'm actually getting very interested in in uh, in reading and listening to other things around the world that aren't on social media. But one thing I listened to yesterday, which uh, I don't know whether you've heard about it, was this whistleblower FBI agent that's appeared, um, who was really high up in the FBI, and he's explaining exactly what's going on in the FBI right now. And this was on America's Real America's Voice yesterday. And I listened to this. I know it's going to be on on a loop um, almost every day. It's an hour. And this guy's in hiding. I don't know whether you've heard about this. And he's telling people exactly what's going on. Um, it really was very, very scary when you actually think he went. All I want to say is the one thing I, I haven't forgotten is he had concrete evidence, he says, and he gave a very good explanation of why, that James Comey is actually a communist and that he was running the FBI as a communist. And there was nothing that the people below could do to stop him um, changing the face of the FBI forever. So that was very interesting. I listened to that yesterday. Have you heard about this this whistleblower, um, Jay? Yeah, seen some notices of it. I haven't really read through all that stuff yet because to date, yeah. I've been waiting for all of it to cure like bacon. Um, and And a lot of it just doesn't really come through so we'll see he, he, he was on about the you know the connect this company that's uh, uh holding uh 1.8 million poll workers um details on a, a chinese server he was on about how that's all come about and i noticed today yes this is on the uh, on telegram actually that uh, more and more states are now uh saying that they're going to have to stop using the software because they're frightened. This is interesting. The reason isn't because they want to, um, they, they, they think it's stealing their elections. They don't want citizens of their states to take them to court for allowing their data to be given to the Chinese. That's the reason they're, they're being triggered at the moment, not because of how it makes them it very easy to change the result of an election, but because it's now being proved that China is holding the data on people, citizens of the United States of America. We're all out. Last segment just ahead. Let's spend a moment talking about snack sticks. I'm just using that as an example. Certified Piedmontese makes snack sticks. I thought it must be a tongue twister. Snack sticks out of the certified Piedmontese beef. The rage today. Well, I'm bringing it up because the uh, National Guard, Nebraska National Guard, was treated to some Piedmontese snack sticks, those that are deployed in Kuwait and those that are on the southern border. We need more producers to make snack sticks, beef. Details at LoneCreekCattleCo.com. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Luce alongside Jay Truitt, Andrew Henderson. I'm going to go back to my Prop 12, whether you want me to or not, Andrew. Go on. Because no, um, this is a, an impact. We do not have a problem producing food. We have a problem with policymakers that try to restrict us from producing food. And for yeah. Colorado citizens, we can sit here and look at Californians say, well, I don't know what's wrong with them. We, we're not far from the Pause Act being reinstated. We have to be a constant watchfulness on that. Plus, the Oregon Ballot Initiative is still going forward. 
which falls right out of the camp of Prop 12, which is basically saying you can't take the life of an animal. You have to wait for it to die a natural death before you can eat it. These issues are, are they're, they're right in front of us. And this is exactly what Jay said earlier. Until the masses rise up and become this deafening roar, this erosion is going to continue to trickle away, Jay. Yeah. I, in, in every single case, every single case, what you find is that it honestly and truly that we're talking about an extreme minority of people drive this narrative. And but they have people, power, don't they? Yeah, but well, they just, you know, they are, uh, they are sometimes influencers and sometimes they're really even not. But we have become such cowards about just standing up and saying, no, nah, I think that's absolutely stupid. Yeah. And here's why. And yeah. until we until we get back to that, you know, if you've ever argued with your teenage child or or got caught up in one of those discussions, then you know that. Yeah. Like as a teenager, they start saying, oh, well, my friends are doing it. They're folks. They, you know, you start start having this conversation that is nonsensical. The only way to have that conversation at that point, because clearly you're dealing with someone who can't go through the rational thought process at the speed that they need to yet in life is to say, I said no. Yeah. It's still very difficult. My 32-year-old daughter can't understand that one at the moment, never mind teenagers. Yeah, right. You know, at the end of the day, you, you that never goes away, that interaction between uh, experience and youth, shall we say. And we've all been both sides of that now, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I yeah. can remember insisting I was right about things that I know now know were totally wrong. But there you go. But, but by the same by the same token, in all fairness, right? I mean, the 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 thing that has happened is that we have coddled we have coddled young people in this country to the point that they're well on in years and sometimes already left the nest, having been coddled their whole life, told them that they uh, uh they did a good job when they really didn't, honestly. And you uh you get a participation trophy um, because you participated, but the fact is, you were last. Don't don't count on that track scholarship. It's never coming, right? We tell mm-hmm. kids that you can be everything that you want to be, and while that may kind of be true, it, it's also true that if you want to be a lawyer, you need to do certain things in school. If you want to be a nurse, you need to do certain things, and if you want to be a minister, you need to do certain things. If you want to be a farmer, you need to do certain things, and not everybody is cut out for every job. I can Absolutely. be an electrician if my life depended on it. I just look at wires and I get a little bit shaky. It's not the best choice for me, right? <laughs> I could be a plumber if I needed to be. I'm more than capable of doing that job probably. But just be honest with your kids too, right? And 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 now we've told them that you can be a French impressionist mm-hmm. major in college and you're going to live a great life. No, you're yeah. not. Your life's going to suck. You're going to well, be broke. You won't get now, I don't, think, I don't think Trent would be very good at running a food bank in um, California myself, but there you go. <laughs> well, I'd tell him to go get a job, quit standing in this line waiting for food, get to work. 
But but now, Jay, we've done this long enough that the people who we were afraid to offend by not giving first through last place are raising kids. And now we're at the second generation of that. And we don't rank first to last to reward those who win. We rank first to last to challenge and inspire those that are last to be better. That's why we yeah. do it. And that we, yeah. now we're afraid. And this, by the way, is the theme of the man march that you both missed that was absolutely fantastic. I didn't miss it. I did my video. Stop it. Keep no, doing you were not in Mandan. It. You did not participate in the man march. You, I couldn't get there. You haven't sorted out your local uh, elections to make sure that your your national uh Federal elections stopping me electors stopping me from coming to your country. Yeah, no, sorted it out quick. We enough. actually did that on purpose, Andrew. Thanks. Yeah, well, I understand that because we have them coming across the border by the droves. In fact, next uh, no two weeks, November fifth, I'm going to Eagle Pass. I'm going to be at November the border 5th. and get the. Oh, no, no, stop! November the fifth. That's 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 bonfire night. That's what. You know that? Bonfire night. Bonfire that's, night. Hello, hello, that's Guy Fawkes Day. Don't tell me you're doing something on Guy Fawkes Day. I am. I'm going to the border on November 5th. Eagle Pass. Well, November the 5th is Guy Fawkes Day. Just so you know. Yeah. Very important thing. That's a guy that tried to blow up Parliament and got caught. Yeah. Interesting. But anyway, carry on. <laughs> no, I... Uh, again, we're back to the very beginning. Like we can't, <laughs> we can't celebrate the, all this stuff on any given day that we want. Is uh, <laughs> amazing, right? Well, I, but it's, it's good that I've pitched in with the UK day for Trent yeah. to know to put to his calendar because he loves his days. This yeah. wearing socks day and yeah. wearing a hat day and whatever other days. No, those, are every day. those are every day. Those are every day. <laughs> I did. It is funny. I uh, just as a, on a lighter note, though, somebody came into Kathy's store the other day, and I was in here kind of stealing a piece of pie uh, during the middle of the day. Okay. And uh, a lady comes in the door, and she goes, and her shirt read something like, "Today is uh, Happy Second Daughter in Law uh, of My Best Friend Day." <laughs> make sure Congratulations! You want to get that? Hey. Buy that T-shirt for Trent for Christmas. I'll, I'll pay you. I'll send you the money. I'll send you the money. <laughs> and I just, I had to just laugh. I thought, yeah, that that pretty much describes the country that we live in today. It does. It does. Yeah. It does. It does. Yeah, there's, there's got to be something today other than my birthday. There's got to be oh, something. Oh, it's your birthday, isn't it? Right, yes. Sorry, I forgot. It's Trent Loose Day. It's Trent yeah, Loose Day. Absolutely. Oh, That's why he's How did I forget that? Party. Yeah, he's probably oh. in the studio for the big studio party. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's why he's there, isn't it? No. He's I'm, there I'm, for I'm, the big studio party. I, the the minute you two get done yakking, I'm going to turn this computer off and head home. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, it's go home day. It is, go, it is national go home day for Trent. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday, Trent. Hey, anyway, thanks. I hope you got lots of presents. It's been a great 39 years. No, 56. <laughs> I do not ever try to hide how many years I've been here garnering experience. What did you just say? 52? 56. Six. Oh, God. You're nearly as old as me, Trent. You're nearly as old as I'll me. I'll never catch you. Hey. I'm the oldest no. one in the bunch, I think. Yeah. Well, I you. 
I'm almost 60. Oh, you are a year older than me then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 60 babies are, you know, we're coming into our own finally. Yeah. The child is more dangerous than we thought. (laughs) She's a bit willing. That means that we've got 180 years worth of experience nearly. It's quite a worrying thing to be quite honest. Apparently, um, I mean, we're case in point that not only hippies were getting it on in the 60s because none of us are the product of hippies. Right. No. Yeah. No, I'm not for sure. Yeah. No, I'm I'm definitely call, not. Yeah. If you were to call my mom and dad a hippie, uh, my mom at first would slap you. <laughs> uh, number number two, my dad would slap me for knowing you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm talking to you every day. <laughs> Uh, yep, no doubt about it. No loose tails there with me anyway either. I'm not sure yeah. what he's what he's up to, Jay. We lost you there for a millisecond I'm there, Andrew, but you're I'm, back. I'm back. Thank goodness. Damien sat in my car and it topped up the um the, the, the display and now I'm hearing you through the car. Nope. As soon as the car door opens. No, that's really not what it is, and you know it. It's because mm-hmm. you've been in a little miniature drought, and the temperature got above eighty degrees. <laughs> yeah. It finally interrupted yeah. everything. Is, you know what? I, I can't understand how you two can't believe what my government's telling me that there's twenty percent increase in deaths. No, what I can't. Ble- I can believe the summer. government's telling you that. I can't believe that anybody actually believes it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's more well, the I'm point. Sorry, you- they do. So you all, this morning, you all were having an argument over whether or not um, a thermonuclear war is something that needs to be discussed. But we can't even control the fact that uh, people clearly in England aren't tougher than a damn tomato plant. I mean, Um, they can't survive. Jay, I'd be careful casting stones towards England on that statement because I'm not going to, I'm not on much more faith than our fellow citizen in the U.S. I yeah, no, yeah. I I say the same thing. It's just that they're like leading the leading the charge here, right? Yeah. So or they're six another. hours ahead of us on everything. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, and prop, we're, prop, no, we're prop, ahead of you. On a, prop twelve is we're ahead of you in a lot more than just six hours. Yeah. Well, if if Andrew anyway, was listening, what he actually going. said was that Jay is absolutely right. We are do- talking yeah, about Prop 12 because England brought about all this stupid animal, uh, I can't say that, animal uh, lies when it comes to how you house yeah. animals. Somehow yeah. feeding yeah. boars to 300 pounds together in pins of boars is better than castrating a hog. That's stupid. Right. It's not in the yeah. best interest well, of you, the hog. You pointed that out to me. You pointed that out to me. And by the way, Jay, how have you pinched one of our crowns? What's that about behind me? Where have you got that from? Hey, that's my wife's crown right there, baby. <laughs> and that's where we say we're out of here. We do not want Kathy on our tail in any way, shape, or form. We've successfully journeyed down the road connecting food producers to food consumers for Andrew Henderson, Trent Lucen, Damien in the background. We all four remind you that all roads do lead to a roll route. Well, I had the opportunity to get back to Bismarck this week, and man, Dan, as you well know, And the Wall of Honor continues to be something that I'm going to spend more time on because it pays tribute and honors those that were just willing to sacrifice anything to protect our freedom. TheWallOfHonor.org. 
the place to go to get more information about, number one, if you want to submit a loved one. Number two, quite possibly you've got a place that needs to have this monitor put in. Don't think about a wall that's in your yard. Think about a monitor that has a reel that constantly runs local heroes. And number three, all good endeavors need contributions. If you'd like to help with that, go to thewallofhonor.org. Thewallofhonor.org, saying thank you to those first responders.